Guess who's back? All and the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span of really shut out. Dumbino hit to a home run. Go! Jack. That's way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Two, two, it's time for All Andy Alfred. Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Alfred, the host of All Andy Alfred. And you're listening to All Andy Alfred tonight right here on the plethora of platforms. Whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now, Stitcher, and so many more. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program tonight. As this is a special Falcon Friday edition of the program, as we do this show live on Facebook Live. So this show is unedited, uncensored, and full of information. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred. And find me on Facebook at Andy Alfred. So for now, let's start the show. Yes, it is back. What a surprise. A great win last night at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard in the heart of the Arena District. A shellacking of the Coyotes. Now the Kraken are calling. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. We all knew that. Is that really strike three? I don't think so. Gruden is out. But what is in tonight is another edition of All Andy Alford on Facebook Live as well as on the Anchor Network. And by the way, did we not mention that it is a Falcon Friday? Yes, it is. It is a Falcon Friday tonight on All Andy Alford right here on your exclusive home for me. That is the Anchor Network. And you're listening to me on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening to us, wherever and whenever you're listening to us. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight, and you can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as on Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred, and on Facebook Live, which we are on tonight on this Falcon Friday! Forward Falcons, forward Falcons, make the contest keen. Hold up the fame for our mighty name and win for Bowling Green. Roll along, BG Warriors. Roll along, fight for BGSU. Roll along, BG Warriors. Roll along and fight for BGSU. And it is a Falcon Friday right here on All Andy Alford on the Anchor Network as well as on Facebook. 
Facebook.com with Facebook Live. I am your host, Andy Elford, coming to you from the studios tonight right here as we are getting you set for this weekend's big contest in the gridiron with it being the BG game against Northern Illinois, also Ohio State and Michigan both on a bye. So we're going to take a look at the rest of the college football predictions from yours truly. Also, diving into the NFL predictions for week six of the NFL season. It started off Thursday night with Tampa winning over Philadelphia. We'll get to that game, break that down here in just a second. But first and foremost, you can be a part of the show right now on Facebook Live with it. Uh, any comments, questions, concerns? Uh, I know we are watching. Uh, it has just gone final, actually. We're just getting the notification that the Walleye have beaten the Kalamazoo Wings tonight at Kalamazoo Event Center, at K-Wings Event Center. 4-2 to two has the final. That has gone final, and now they will return to Huntington Center in front of 6,000-plus fans tomorrow night at the Huntington Center for the first hockey game since the pandemic, 728 days since the last hockey game took place at the Huntington Center. And that was when the walleye took on the Cincinnati Cyclones. Everett Fitzhugh's last game as a broadcaster with the Cincinnati Cyclones. By the way, I'll get to Everett here in just a second. By the way, I hope you're feeling better, buddy. We're there with you. So we'll get into all that, the predictions for this week, as well as what we're looking forward to this weekend as well. But first... And foremost, I want to talk a little bit about last night. And boy, howdy, what a game last night at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard in the heart of the Arena District. A sold-out crowd at Nationwide Arena. It looked, to me, not fully sold out from some of the pictures I've seen. But there was a ton of people there last night as the Jackets took on the Arizona Coyotes in game one of an 82-game season, as it was a home, as the home opener, opening night, the festivities, the pageantry, all there. Great to see the fans coming out and supporting the Jackets. A great crowd on hand as the Jackets took on the Arizona Coyotes in a big game. Just kick off the season, and the Jackets came out on fire, ladies and gentlemen, as Alexander Texier, 40 seconds into the first period, 40 seconds into the start of this season, buries it past the goaltender from Arizona. It's one nothing. He got the assist from Max Domi and Vladislav Gavrikov, and it was one nothing. Oliver Bjorkstrand bearing his first of the night, at uh, the 14.05 mark of the first period on the power play, a tip shot off off of Zach Warinsky, making it 2-0. And after 20 minutes, I was at the bar watching this game, and I said to myself, it's just Arizona. It's just Arizona. We, we When we get somebody good, like who we're going to face on on Saturday, then we can we can make a judge, judgment call early, okay? But going into the second period, the captain, Boone Jenner. Some goals make you want to go Boone. Connected. As Max Domi missed a wraparound attempt, the puck came out to the front, and Jenner was there to bury the puck in the back of the net. It was a 3-0 game for the Jackets. And then it was Strawman getting his first of the season for the Arizona Coyotes. 
as it was then 3-1 in favor of the of the uh, of the Jackets before Oliver Bjorkstrand, Ali Ali Oxenfree getting his second of the night from uh, Jack, Jack Roslovic and Valislav Gabrikov. And it was 4-1 CBJ halfway through the second period. And then Jake Bean gets his first goal as a Columbus Blue Jacket from Voracek and Line. It was 5-1 Jackets after 40 minutes. And I'm saying to myself, oh, God, it's it's just Arizona. It's just Arizona. It's just Arizona. Please. Third period starts. And the alternative captain, Zach Warinsky, getting his first of the season, getting the goal started from Patrick Line, his second assist of the night, from and also from Oliver Bjorkstrand on the power play, the Jackets. Finding the power play correctly in this game. And it was 6-1 Jackets. And then Max Domi just putting a little more salt in the wound for the Coyotes. Gets a, his goal, his first of the night. And Cole Sillinger gets his first point in the National Hockey League. For, with Andrew Peak on the assist as well too. It's 7-1 Jackets. And then Keller for Arizona gets on the board. Making it a 7-2 game from assist from Phil Kessel. And Gosses Bear on the power play gives up a goal there as Elvis was in the pipes. But it all ended with Gus, uh, Gustav Nyquist getting his first of the season, Bjorkstrand his second assist, Roslovic his second assist. And that was the final at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard last night as the Jackets defeat the Arizona Coyotes by a final score of 8-2 in the game, the three stars of the game. Max Domi, the number three star. Elvis Merzlink gets the number two star. And Oliver Bjorkstrand with his two goals and assists last night. get His two assists getting him the number one star. Overall stats in the game, the uh, Coyotes outshot the Jackets 38-26. to On the faceoff dot, it was all Jackets at 55% to the Coyotes 45%. On the power play, the Jackets were hitting at 66%, 2 for 3, while Arizona was 1 for 4. They led in penalty minutes at 20 minutes to Columbus's 22 minutes. The Jackets were out hitting the game 18 to 11. They had the Jackets had 19 blocks to Arizona's 9 blocks. In on the overall stats for you, it was Arizona's goaltender Hutton 18 for 26. He had a save percentage of a point six nine two for the Jackets. Merzlinkitz getting the number two star, stopping thirty six of thirty eight. Save percentage of a point nine four seven. He now wears number eighty, by the way, in honor of Matisse Kavlenix. And Matisse was paid tribute before the game. His mother and all his family were in attendance. The number eighty was hung to the rafters at Nationwide Arena. As the Jackets pay tribute to him and honor him for his legacy and being a Jacket, the the Jackets will wear 80 on their jerseys and on their home uh, on their back of their helmets for the remainder of the season. I haven't heard yet if they're going to wear the have the 80 behind the crease like they had last night at Nationwide. We'll see how that's going to play out. I figure it's going to probably play out for the weekend series as they get ready for the next game. But it was such a moving tribute to him and to have that and having the amount of money that they have raised for his for the Memorial Fund is absolutely amazing. And uh, like I said, great crowd on hand. Fantastic to see 
it's just great to have hockey back in the north north in in the in the state of Ohio as the Jackets get the win by a score of 8 to 2. So good things on that part. Of course, like I mentioned before, the Jackets will continue their homestand. They take on the Seattle Kraken, the inaugural game for the Kraken versus the Jackets, 7 o'clock front, uh, puck drop at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard. The Jackets, uh, 7 p.m., it will be on Fox uh, Valley Sports Ohio as well as on Root Sports in Seattle. Now, I mentioned to this before, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with our, my good friend Everett Fitzhugh. Everett is actually tested positive for COVID-19. He is the lead broadcaster on the radio side of things for the Seattle Kraken. Our thoughts and prayers are with him, his family, and uh, hopefully a speedy recovery as uh, he has some big games coming up for him. Uh, Usually we would go down and see him when he was with Cincinnati. And uh, Everett is a great friend of mine. Uh, I hope for the best. I hope he feels gets a lot better and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens with that. Uh, programming note, we will have the podcast, our All Andy Elford regular podcast. We'll be back on the air on Monday night. We're going to we're gonna do the show Monday night. There will be no Facebook Live for the Monday night show. I will say that because Tuesday, we usually do the podcast Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays. Tuesday, we are headed up to Little Caesars Arena we are headed to the Slice, and we are going to invade the Slice as the Jackets come to Little Caesars to battle the Red Wings for the first time this season. There will be three times that they will face the Red Wings, two times in Detroit and one time in Columbus. The second meeting will be April the 5th, towards the end of the season. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that game because that, at the same time, the Tigers are playing the White Sox over at Comerica. So it will be a conflicting of interest. I don't know how that's going to work out. But plan it Tuesday night. If you're going to be following our show on our Facebook page. As well as on the Twitter account. You'll see we will be at the Slice. To see the Jackets for the first time this season. And uh, hopefully the Jackets come back with a W. And they're 3-0. and Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully they're 3-0. and So we'll see what happens with that, taking a look at the rest of the scores from yesterday, most of the league played yesterday evening, and I'm going to just start off first and foremost with the team that I'm going to see Tuesday night besides the Jackets. I'm going to see the Red Wings first. Two three-goal leads, and the Red Wings lose in overtime. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they are not for real. A lot of people have the Red Wings high this year. I do not. I don't see them winning at least 30 games. 29 at the most after the pathetic performance that they had against. They had no defense. Absolutely no defense in this game. Larkin, a good game. Pertuzzi with a hat trick, a natural hat trick. Larkin starting it all off in the first period with a goal. Pertuzzi with with a total of three in the period before Stamkos getting two in that period, in the second period, making it 4-3. The Je- the Red Wings had a three-goal lead with Pertuzzi getting the hat trick, and then Stamkos gets two in the period. Makes it a 4-3 hockey game. Makes it a 4-3 hockey game. 
And then Bertuzzi getting his fourth of the of this night, fourth of the season, making it 5-3. Then the Red Wings again getting another one, making it 6-3. Another three-goal lead, and they blow it again to the defending champions. Kucherov, Kalorn, and Colton all bearing it, tying the game at six. And then in overtime, getting the heart ripped out from all of Hockey Town as Platt beats Platt beats Nechikov, and it's 7-6. You have 60 minutes. You have to play the full 60 minutes defensive-wise. You have to. You have to. Here, let me give you this stat right here. The Red Wings were outshot in this game 48-26. You can't ha- They were outshot 22 shots. In the face, it was all domination of the Lightning. 53.6% on the power, on the faceoff. Three for seven on the power play. You can't be giving up all this power play time to the defending champions. Unbelievable. Bertuzzi got the number two star, but it doesn't matter. Kalorn got the tying goal. And Pratt gets the game winner. It's another year. I'm telling you, Red Wing fans, do not get your hopes up for this. Stevie Y is not ready for this season. He is not. So please, do not get your hopes up. Again, do not get your hopes up because you're just going to get hurt. Plain and simple. The Leafs were a loser last night to the Ottawa Senators 3-2. It was the LA Kings that won 6-2 over the Golden Knights. Sabres a 5-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal's in trouble. Montreal is in trouble, folks. My good friend Nick Madden went down to Sunrise, Florida to see the Penguins take on the Florida Panthers, the Panthers' home opener, and the Panthers give them a win 5-4. I know Nick is a is a uh, Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Sorry, Nick, but he at least got a point out of it. Dallas, a 3-2 win over the uh, New York Rangers. It was the Hurricanes, a 6-3 win over the Islanders. The Kraken getting their first win of the season. They went into Smashville and beat the Hicks with sticks. The Nashville Predators, 4-3. Slated games tonight, of course, we have one final that has actually just gone final. Two games have just gone final. We're getting ready for the third game of the night. It was the New Jersey Devils, a 4-3 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. And I pick it's starting to not show really well off right now. Uh, it was Vancouver, a winner in a shootout over the Philadelphia Flyers, 5-4. Tonight, the late game is Minnesota and Anaheim. Tomorrow's slated games, besides the Jackets taking on the Seattle Kraken, it will be Ottawa in Toronto, the Battle of the Leafs. That's the Hockey Night in Canada game. The late game on Hockey Night in Canada will be the Winnipeg Jets in San Jose, the Battle of the Sharks. Chicago is in Pittsburgh, the Battle of the Penguins. It will be Buffalo hosting the Arizona Coyotes. New York, the Rangers are in Florida, the Battle of the Panthers. Dallas is in Boston, the Battle of the Bruins. Montreal is hosting the New York Rangers. Detroit will try to bounce back. They'll take on the Vancouver Canucks. 
at 7 o'clock on Bally Sports Detroit. It will be Tampa, the defending champions, heading into Washington to battle the Washington Capitals. 8 o'clock in Smashville, it will be the Nashville Predators taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. 9 o'clock Eastern will be the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche. Late games, Calgary is in Edmonton to battle the Oilers, as well as Minnesota in L.A., to battle the Kings. And by the way, make mention of this too. Uh, tonight is opening night at the Q as the, it was it was the Syracuse Crunch taking on the Cleveland Monsters. Uh, it is 6-4 in favor of the Crunch. Uh, looks like that has just gone final tonight. And like I mentioned before, the, uh, the uh, Walleye, a big winner tonight. 4-2 over the Kalamazoo Wings in preseason action. They will be back at the Huntington Center tomorrow night. Tomorrow night at the Huntington Center. Tickets are still available. $5 general mission. You can sit wherever you want. It is a preseason game. The second and final preseason game of the season for the Walleye as they take on the Kalamazoo Wings, the AA affiliate of the Columbus Blue Jackets, battling the AA affiliate of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, tickets by going 419-725-WALL, ToledoWallEye.com, or heading down to the Huntington Center box office. The box office windows are open. You can go in. Don't need a mask to go into the box office windows. Just make sure you're uh, six feet apart. We'll make mention of this as well, too. We do not know what the procedures are with regarding of this walleye season. Um, I would suggest, if I were you, probably to take a mask with you to the arena just in case you need it. Um, I don't, I haven't heard anything. I, I'm thinking I'm following the same procedures as what is happening in Columbus right now with the jackets. Uh, the jackets are requiring, because of the county, they're requiring masks to be worn at all times, except for if you're eating or drinking in your seat. Um, I think that's what's happening uh, with what's going on right now for the ECHL. I just don't, have a clear answer for you on that front but plan to take a mask plan to take uh stuff to keep you safe and keep you understand understanding by the way make mention of this too they're having an art loop through downtown toledo tomorrow night park accordingly park accordingly that's all i have to say as you're listening and watching all andy off with the falcon friday edition of the program Right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight, of course. And now let's dive in. You know what? I want to dive in a little bit on the baseball playoffs right now. Of course, let's start off with what happened last night. This is strike three. Give me a break. Absolutely give me a break. The Giants were hosed in this game. As a former umpire, my my, as a I was a former umpire, that was not strike three. I asked my father, who's been an umpire for thirty five years, if that was a strike. He said it wasn't a strike. He didn't fully swing. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And just just on that part, just on that part, for that to happen, and just the fact 
But it just ended like that. It's just... I don't know. I think the Giants got hosed. I really do. As Bellinger with the clutch RBI single to put the Dodgers in front 2-1. to one. As the Dodgers clinch and move on to the ALCS, NLCS, the Battle of the Braves with a 2-1 win. Final line, the Dodgers had two runs on eight hits, one error. The Giants, one run on six hits, no errors. Jensen, the win, he's 1-0. Duvall, the loss, he's 0-1. Scherzer, the save, should not have been, should not have been, plain and simple. So it's the Dodgers and the Braves, and tonight game one of the American League Championship Series is taking place as we speak. Right now, top of the fifth inning, it is the Red Sox on top of the Astros 3-1 to one, as we are on the podcast for you tonight at 10 o'clock, top of the fifth inning. So that game is on Fox. Hopefully that the Red Sox, I, I, I like the Red Sox in this series. I think they go and win this series in six. I don't think the Astros should deserve to be in this playoff series. I really don't. I will take Boston in six. And if I have to, I will take the Dodgers in seven against Atlanta. I think Freeman's going to be there. I think Acuna's going to be good. But the Dodgers are the Dodgers with that rotation that they have. I'll take the Dodgers in seven. In that one for you right there. So we'll see what happens. We'll absolutely see what happens with that. Um, any new some news and notes around Major League Baseball? Of course, uh, the Cubs have hired uh, Hawkins as to serve as their general manager. Uh, he comes over from the uh, Cleveland Indians. Sir Carter Hawkins is their 16th general manager in franchise history. Uh, congratulations to him. On that one for for the Cubbies. So there's that for you. All right, let's dive into the NFL really quickly. Of course, last night, Thursday night football on Fox. And it was pretty cool. We were me and the wife were at B dubs in Maumee. We planned it perfectly. We got there at 6:30. We sat at the middle table and we watched the football game. Dead center of the TV. I have the jackets on the right-hand side, the red wings on the left side. I wanted to keep tabs on the wings because I want to see if they're for real. And they're playing Tampa. They're playing the defending champions. I have to take a look at that. Okay, so there's one. I have the football game on the middle section, and I saw it was, like I said, we all saw that it was going to be Tampa versus Philadelphia. We all, including my, yours truly, had Tampa winning this football game. But the Eagles kept it close most of this game which is surprising by me. Um, Brady only threw two TD passes in this game. Two TD passes in this game. And he was 34 for 42 for 297 yards. He had two TDs and one interception. His QBR rating was a 69.5%. So that was okay. Fournette, 22 carries for 81 yards. He had two TDs in the game. Uh, Antonio Brown, nine catches, 93 yards, one TD. O.J. Howard, Six catches, 49 yards, one TD in the game. Uh, Goodwin, five catches, 43 yards. 
Evans, two catches, 27 yards. You, you know, they're kind of missing Gronk on this team. I really do. And, you know, how Tampa was leading this game and just, you know, letting the Eagles back in, letting the Eagles back in, letting the Eagles back I, I just was like, are they trying to give this win to the Eagles? Were they trying to? Because Jalen Hurts was terrible. He was 12 for 26, 115 yards, one TD, one interception. His QBR rating was a 40.2. Sanders, nine carries, 56 yards. Hurts had more runs than the running back. 10 carries, 44 yards. He ran it in twice for two TDs. Watkins, three catches, 44 yards. Ernst, Zach Ernst, four catches, 29 yards, one TD. And the funny thing is, Today, he gets traded from the Eagles to Arizona. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, the Bucks getting the win. 28-22. Starts off my football weekend all right. I'm 1-0 in their picks. I told you I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one of the football week. And you're going to sit with me here. As we do week six of the National Football League. As it is going to be a busy, meaty week six of the NFL slate. Like I said, I had Tampa beating Philadelphia. So that is a win. So let's start it off. Another London game, ladies and gentlemen, on Sunday morning. As the Miami Dolphins... Go over across the pond to take on Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars in London, Jacksonville. Uh, Miami, a three-point favorite in this game. I'm going to take the Dolphins in that one. Okay, big matchup in the Midwest. It is is Green Bay, the freaking Packers, taking on the Bears, as it will be Chicago taking on at home at Soldier Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. I will take... The Bears to beat the Packers. That's one of my upset specials this week. Of course, Houston takes on the Indianapolis Colts. That's a 1 o'clock kickoff in Indianapolis. Indianapolis a favorite by 10. I will take the Colts in that one. The Rams are in L.A. to battle the German. 1 o'clock kickoff in the Meadowlands. I will take the Rams. Plain and simple. Kansas City travels across the country. They will battle the Washington football team. I would think Mahomes bounces back. I'd take Kansas City in that one. Kansas City, a seven-point favorite in that one. Minnesota travels to Carolina to battle the Panthers. I think Carolina gets gets back onto the horse, and they get a big win. I think Carolina gets a win over the Minnesota Vikings. Chargers are in Baltimore, the Battle of the Ravens. One o'clock kick for that one. Baltimore, a two and a half point favorite. Now, this is a preview, could be a preview of a playoff series. My top my top five power rankings for teams right now are the Chargers at one, Buffalo at two, Cleveland at three, Baltimore at four, Kansas City at five. That's the AFC. Take the Chargers. Which sets up the 1 o'clock game that I know everybody wants me to predict. As Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals travel 
up I-75 to battle Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. Lions are favored in this are now not favored in this game. Cincinnati is favored by three and a half in this game on Sunday. I'm gonna do it. I am gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. No questions asked. I'm taking the Lions. Finally, for the first time this year, I'm gonna take the Lions to beat the Bengals. 425 kicks. It will be the Vegas Raiders without John Gruden heading into Denver to battle the Broncos. I will take Denver in that game. Also, Dallas travels up to Foxborough to battle Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Now, I've said this. I will say this again. I do not will not and do not believe the hype in the Dallas Cowboys. Last week against the Giants, they lost their running back, they lost their quarterback. Okay? That's that's two losses there. And they just destroyed them. They just destroyed the backups, okay? They lost to the they lost to Tampa in the beginning of the season, okay? They just barely beat the Chargers. Destroyed the Eagles on Monday night, but the Eagles are bad. Barely get a win against the Panthers. And then last week, of course, destroying the Giants. I don't believe them. I don't believe the hype in the Cowboys. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Taking the Patriots. The other 4 o'clock game. As it will be a blustery game in the lake. As Arizona, with their perfect 5-0 record, head into First Energy Stadium on the lake to battle Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are favored by 3.5 in this game on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to take the Browns in this game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh... Trying to find the over under here on this one for you. The over under is 48 and a half. I'd take the under really easily. With the wind and everything, I'll take the under in that one. The night calf games, of course, it will be Seattle without Russell Wilson battling Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll take Pittsburgh in that one. The Monday night game, Buffalo travels to Tennessee. To battle the Titans, I will take the Bills in that one. So, the recap. I had Tampa yesterday. That's 1-0. On the Sunday morning game in London, I will take Miami. Chicago in an upset over Green Bay. Indianapolis over Houston. The Rams to beat up on the G-Men. Kansas City takes on Washington. I take Kansas City. Carolina gets their win against Minnesota. The Chargers take down the Ravens. And I have Detroit taking down the Bengals for their first win of the season. Denver in the 4 o'clock game kicks it off and they'll get a win over the Raiders. It'll be New England beating Dallas and Cleveland beating Arizona. Pittsburgh in the Sunday night game and Buffalo getting the job done 
against Tennessee. So that is the week six picks right here on All Andy Elford, right here on the Anchor Network, as well as on Facebook Live. If you have an opinion about that, share it right here on the Anchor Network as you're listening to our show tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever, whenever, and however you're listening. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight right here on the Anchor Network. As uh, we're getting into now the college football realm, as it is the college football predictions, of course, for this week. Now, the I will say this first and foremost before we dive into the thing, into this season, into this week seven of the college football games, as they are the defending champions, quote unquote, of the uh, college football season from a few years ago. UCF 3-2 and two overall, taking on third-ranked Cincinnati, the Bearcats. Bearcats 21.5-point favorites in this game. I will take the Bearcats of Cincinnati in this game, and they are for real, folks. They're, I think they're going to get into the play, uh, college football playoff, in my opinion. If you look at Cincinnati's schedule the rest of the way out, they have UCF this week, Navy next week, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, the only you know, tough game for them will be the 20th of November as they take on a uh, ranked right now as of right now SMU squad. Other than that, you know, it's it's all Bearcats in my opinion right now. I they have an easy road to the college football playoff, but we shall see. 12th ranked Oklahoma State goes in to Loving to battle the Texas Longhorns. Oakum Horns. Oakum uh, Texas, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take Oklahoma State in that game. OK State to beat Texas. 17th-ranked Arkansas welcomes in the Auburn Tigers. 12 o'clock kick on CBS. I will take, ooh, piggy. I'll take Arkansas. I'll take the bacon on that one. 20th-ranked Florida heads into the Death Valley. The battle LSU. Florida, a 12-point favorite, a noon kick. I'm going to take Florida, and that is going to be the end of Ed Ogeron as the coach of LSU. I think he gets fired after this game. It's a battle of who's going to get fired. Here's why I say that. One, Ogeron and his players, he's lost the locker room. That's number one. Number two. Okay, a lot of the players are leaving him or going into the transfer portal or injured and sitting out this season. That's number two. Number three, the administration staff does not want him there. They don't like his coaching style now. So three years after being the national champion, unbelievable. So I'll take Florida beating LSU and getting Ogeron out. Texas A&M, 21st ranked in the country, will battle the Missouri Tigers. I will take Texas A&M in that game for you tomorrow. Uh, Looking at the 330 kicks, 11th ranked Kentucky battles the number one team in the country in the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia, a 21.5 point favorite in the game. Is it easy to say I'm going to take the dogs in that one? 
Georgia. Big in the game. Uh, Baylor, 19th ranked in the country, takes on... Uh, no, excuse me. BYU battles... Who is 19th ranked in the country, battles Baylor. 3.30 kick on ESPN. Uh, Baylor, a five-point favorite. I will take the Cougars of BYU in that game to get bump up in that one. 7 o'clock on ESPN. 5th ranked Alabama. The roll tide. Go Bama. Bama, 5th ranked in the country, will bounce back and beat Mississippi State. As Alabama's favored by 17, I'll take Bama. Roll tide in that one. 7 o'clock kick. 7.30 kick is the primetime game on ABC. As it will be TCU host going on the road to battle Oklahoma, Oklahoma fourth ranked in the country, 13 and a half point favorite. Oklahoma isn't real for me. I'm going to say that right to you. Do I see them beating TCU? Yes. I'll take Oklahoma. I'll take Oklahoma. But I, I think it's going to be closer than the experts think. Closer the experts think. 13th ranked Old Miss travels into Tennessee to battle the Volunteers. I love Tennessee. I love Knoxville. I love Gatlinburg, of course, with my wife. I think Old Miss is the better pick. I'm taking Old Miss beating Tennessee. 22nd ranked NC State goes into Boston to battle Boston College. Take NC State in that one. NC State, I only a three point favorite in that game. And then the final game, Arizona State, 5-1 overall towels. Utah, the UTEPs. Utah, this game is an even pick, so it is, could go either way. I will take Arizona State in that one. Write it all down in the book. That's why you're, if you're wondering why I'm looking down, I'm writing it down as we speak. All right, so now... With no Michigan and no Ohio State, where does the Big Ten games rank in these games tonight? Well, here is the slate, the card for the Big Ten. It will all start on Fox Sports 1 tomorrow at noon as Michigan State, 10th ranked in the country, 6-0 overall, travels to Indiana to battle the Hoosiers. Sparty on. Michigan State gets the job done. Nebraska, 3-4 overall. Scott Frost playing for his contract life. Playing for his coaching life, in my opinion. Goes up to row the boat with P.J. Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Nebraska, 4.5 point favorite in this game. I will take the Gophers to beat Nebraska in that one. So Minnesota. Rutgers. Travels to Chicago. The battle, Northwestern. Rutgers and Northwestern. An even bet in this one. Plain and simple, it's a toss-up. Rutgers 3-3, three and three, Northwestern 2-3. and three. Go Northwestern, win the game. Okay, this sets up, we'll set up another game right here. Army versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin, a 14-point favorite. Wisconsin. Make the Cheeseheads happy. Plain and simple. Which sets up the 330 kick on ABC. As the Purdue Boilermakers head into Iowa to battle the Hawkeyes. I'm going to say this 
Iowa's not for real. Iowa is not for real, folks. I'm just I'm just gonna put this out there for you. Iowa is not for real. And I say that because you know, last week they struggled with Penn State. Okay? And this is a setup game for them. Okay, here's why I say that. You have you have Wisconsin next week, Northwestern, and Minnesota. Their schedule is pretty easy going out. So they could make a hiccup somewhere. I think it's this week. That's why the upset special of the week for me, besides the Bears beating Green Bay, my second upset special of the week is Purdue getting the job done in Iowa, being the Hawkeyes, putting the Hawkeyes back into place, unfortunately. I'm sorry. If you're a Hawkeye fan and watching the show, I'm sorry. But I just don't believe in Iowa. They're they're riding that razor-thin, razor-edge gameplay. I, I I just don't believe it. And... You could hate me for saying it, but it's the truth. Looking at Iowa's game, I'm going to go back to it. Looking at Iowa's games, they win by three against Penn State. They throttle Maryland, but Ohio State throttled Maryland. They won by 10 against Colorado State. Won by by 23 against Kent State. Just barely beat Iowa State and blow over Indiana. It would be either Wisconsin for them to be getting upset or Minnesota. And what do I think it's going to happen this week against Purdue? Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So that is that. And now let's dive into the Mid American Conference. Okay. Noon kick on ESPN Plus. Buffalo hosts Ohio. A lot of MAC games, a lot of division games. Here we go. Ohio, Buffalo. Buffalo, seven and a half point favorite against Ohio. I will take the Buffalo Bulls in that one. Great university right there. Ball State travels to Ypsilanti to battle the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Eastern Michigan, four and two. Ball State, three and three. Ball State, a one point favorite in this game. I will take. The Emus in this one. Eastern Michigan. Akron, 2-4, coming off the win against our Bowling Green State University Falcons. They will battle the Miami Redhawks. 230 kick on ESPN Plus. Both teams 2-4. Miami of Ohio is a 19.5 point favor than that one. I'll take Miami of Ohio in that one. Kent State travels to Western Michigan. 330 kickoff for that one. Uh, Western Michigan four and two, Kent State three and three. Western Michigan a seven point favorite in that one. I'll take Western in that one, which sets up our two games that we're looking at tonight. Well, first and foremost, start off what's happening in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, as tomorrow at three thirty on the CBS Sports Network, three thirty kick as the Central Michigan Chippewas take on the University of Toledo Rockets. Rockets a five-point favorite in this game. Both teams three and three. They're both looking at a divisional chance. A great divisional matchup for this one. 
It's a real toss-up. Toledo is a five-point favorite, in my opinion. Central Michigan and an upset at home. Which sets up our other game. As Scott Leffler, Matt McDonald, and the Bowling Green State University Falcons travel to Chicago to battle the NIU Huskies. NIU a nine-point favorite in this game. Earlier in the week, I've been looking at this line. Earlier in the week, the line was at 13 and a half. It's dropped down to nine in this game. Bowling Green, two and four. NIU, four and two. If I'm doing this right, I'm going to do it right. Last week I picked Akron. Now, last week I picked a Bowling Green because Akron is just terrible. If I'm going to pick it right, I know I'm not supposed to pick against my team. 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 I'm taking Bowling Green. If Akron can beat us, we could pull an upset against Northern Illinois. I'm taking Bowling Green. Oh, God. Help me on this one. So the card for the college football looks like this. Oregon, San Diego State tonight. Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Florida. Texas A&M, Georgia, BYU, Alabama. Roll Tide. Oklahoma, Ole Miss, NC State, and Arizona State for the top 25. The Big Ten, Michigan State, Minnesota, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Purdue in the upset special for the Big Ten card. And then for the Mid-American Conference, Buffalo, Eastern Michigan, Miami, Ohio, Western Michigan, Central Michigan, and BGSU for that one. So there is that for you as you are listening and watching all ADL for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. I know I got some viewers watching right now as we speak. Lots to get into, of course, tonight. Uh, let me see here. Pull one up here. Uh Oh, let me dive right into this too because we are on Friday night here in Northwest Ohio. I do want I do want to share with a few of the high school football scores as they're coming in across right now as we speak. As it is a final from Lima Senior tonight it is St. Francis a winner twenty to nineteen. Finley beating up on St. John's on Airport Highway forty seven to thirty. Oak Harbor a thirty four to nothing win over Willard. The Blue Streaks of Sandusky. Aren't blue streaking tonight? They lose to Belleville, uh, fifty-two to seven. It was Huron a loser to Port Clinton, thirty-one to twenty. The Central Catholic Fighting Irish a winner, thirty-four to fifteen over the Fremont Ross Little Giants. In the Battle of seven ninety-five, it was Rossford a winner, twenty to fifteen over Lake. Uh, a low-scoring game in this one for you right here. Oh, uh, Ottawa Hills a winner, five to two. 
over the Northwood Rangers. That's the final score, 5-2. to two. Unbelievable. Whitmer beating up on Clay tonight, 48-7. to seven. It was Springfield falling to the Perrysburg Yellow Jackets, 29-12. to 12. It was Napoleon, a winner, shutting out Southview, 30 to nothing. while Anthony Wayne shuts out the Northview Wildcats, 48 to nothing. Genoa falls to Elmwood, 41 to 10. Otsego, a 42 to 6 win over Woodmore. Swanton falls to Bryan, 40 to 7. Archbold, a 41 7 win over the Wasion Indians. Uh, looking at some college, uh, not college, but Michigan scores. Blissfield beats Ida, 40. Uh, Ida beats Blissfield, 46 to 20 in that one. Uh, Clyde, a winner, 41 14 over Norwalk. Perkins, a loser to uh, Tiffin Columbian Tornadoes 52 to 24. Uh, Danbury loses to St. Mary's 46 to 42. Looking at it, the Start Spartans a winner 48 to 13 over the Bowser Rebels tonight. Big win there for them. That keeps them keeps them alive. Toledo Christian. In their six-man football, beats Oakland Christian, the Lancers, 76-42. to Unbelievable. That is a score. That is a high-scoring game on that part. Wow. That should be a running clock by that time. It should be a running clock by that time. Uh, Upper Sandusky falls to Seneca East, 40-7. to Pandora Gilboa, 41 to nothing win over Riverdale. Ottawa Grandorf beats Defiance 34 to nothing. So there's their high some high school high school scores happening. Last night, Rogers beating up on Woodward 27 to nothing. So there is that for you. Uh slated games tomorrow night. Gibsonburg is taking on St. Joseph Central Catholic. Crimson Streaks tomorrow night, by the way. Uh yeah, that I'm trying to find here the weights the weight Indian score. I know they were playing tonight. Uh pull it up here. If you if you guys have it on your score thing, please uh please pass it along. I'd like to see what the final was from tonight from weight. Uh guys have that go ahead and share it on our facebook page as we're on facebook live tonight pulling it up as we speak a couple games got canceled because of the weather i understand that we had some severe weather towards the eastern part of the ohio area let's see see it on here i'm pulling it up as i'm doing the podcast for you guys here Let's see here. Oh, here it is. Weight beat Woodward tonight. Looks like 48. No, no, that was the other night. Looks like. Let's see here. I'm not, it's not pulling up here. 
they were playing Scott tonight. I know they were down 10 to 7, but I just wanted to Yeah, I I don't see the score on here from Wait and Scott, so we don't have the score for Wait versus Scott tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, unfortunately, as well as on Facebook Live. So, again, big win for the Jackets last night as they cruise to an eight-two win over the Arizona Coyotes. They'll take on the Seattle Kraken tomorrow night, seven o'clock. Uh, I have. My Andy rants tonight, and it is going to be about two things, one positive and one negative. First and foremost, the positives. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning into the show tonight, and thank you for to the Anchor Network for you listeners that are listening to the podcast. Highest ranked show from Tuesday night. Got to give you credit on that part. Uh, keep up the good work as we're into the 12th season. Yeah, the 12th season of all Andy Alford. On the Anchor Network. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. Thank you for tuning into the show. My positive tonight of course is toothful. One. the How good TNT and how good ESPN is presenting the NHL. It is in my opinion 100% better than what NBC was promoting. Uh, I do understand that a lot of the NBC guys have been shuffled around. Moved around into TNT. Liam McHugh being the host, but I think they hit the nail. I think TNC hit the nail right on the head with the amount of hockey knowledge on the desk. With Wayne Gretzky, of course, being the number one. Paul Bissonette from Spitting Chicklets from Barstool, which I love. And the two other guys, Rick Tockett, and I forget the guy, the fourth guy over there on the other side. Oh, uh, Anson Carter. All four guys. Perfect. They hit the nail on the head. And the coverage for it is pretty good, too. I watched the Washington-New York game, and I thought it was really well put together. I thought it was really well put together. It's just the first game. There might be some hiccups down the road, but it was put together very, very well. And I love the whole shit of the whole Charles Barkley with Wayne Gretzky and the, the shootout thing, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Now we look to the ESPN side of things. ESPN is hitting the hitting a home run with their talk show, The Point. I really like that. Uh, it keeps the NHL focus going on throughout the week and going throughout the day. I love that they have John Butchergrass as the host, of course, but I love that John Tortorella is a part of it. That's even better. Uh, I love that Mark Messier is a part of the crew, crew as well as, as um, forget the other guy off the top of my head, but all those guys working together with Steve Levy, it's just money. It's absolutely money. Kevin Weeks, perfect. All these guys working together with Linda Cohen, you know they they did a fantastic job with the presentation on Tuesday night with Tampa and, and Pittsburgh. And then they knocked it out of the park, in my opinion, with Seattle and LA, Seattle and Vegas. The presentation was beautiful. Keep up the good work. Keep up, honestly, the good work. Now the negative. 
I do not like the fact that all the games are now on ESPN+. Plus. As a Jacket fan that's in Northwest Ohio that is not in the market, I do not like ESPN+. Plus. There is problems with the connections and there's problems with the internet with regard to it. Last night while I was watching the Jackets game, at towards the end of the game, I was watching it and for me, the fact that it went to buffering for almost three minutes of the game, it buffered at the 11 minute mark of the third period and it did not come back until almost eight minutes, less than eight minutes left to go in the third period. And Phoenix scored a goal. I'm going to say Phoenix. I don't care if it's Arizona. It's Phoenix. They play in, they play in Scottsdale, but they're Phoenix. They're originally the Phoenix Coyotes, and they're now called the Arizona. They're, it's the same. So ESPN Plus has to be a lot better when it comes to that. Either that or send it back to the NHL app or NHL network. Plain and simple. And I'm, I'm fearful for... ESPN Plus when it comes to like tomorrow night when I'm at the walleye game I'm going to watch the Kraken at the same the wall the Jackets and Kraken at the same time as I'm watching the walleye and the in the in the K-Wings so I'm going to watch two games at one time even though it's a preseason game it, it matters it matters in some parts but the fact is the fact is ESPN Plus has got to be a lot better when it comes to their presentation of the program, especially with the NHL. If you're paying $100 to watch your out-of-market team, you can't have the technology fail on you. You can't. And you're going to lose listeners, you're going to lose viewers, and you're going to lose a lot of that hockey revenue that you desperately, desperately need. I think it's funny that Columbus is going to be picked up on two fronts on the ESPN Plus with the MLS as well as with the National Hockey League. And I'll the big one tonight is what I witnessed Wednesday night. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm not making fun of NHL of the fans in Columbus. I am not making fun of Columbus fans. They are the best fans in the in the in the league, in my opinion. They die with this they live and die with this team. I'm willing to prove it. But I have a beef with residents in Columbus. There was a uh, video that was surfacing. Of course, the U.S. Nationals team of the soccer came to Crew Stadium and played a exhibition game at Crew Stadium. It was a qualifying game for the World Cup that's upcoming and in 2022 in Qatar. So they were playing this game, and after the game, a uh, reporter for one of the news channels down in Columbus was interviewing people. And this one woman, uh, I don't know her name. It's, uh, I think it's like, I have to look it up really quickly as we're getting closer to the end of the pro- podcast. Uh, let's see here. Here it is. Uh, her name is Emily Mash. M A I S H. Emily Mash. Okay, she was interviewed by ABC Six. 
which is the market down in Columbus. Of course, they interview this one guy for uh, Graham Naylor, saying that you know it's it's good to it's good to have you know uh, uh, a big thing that's happening in the in downtown. And this Emily Mash, I'm not going to criticize her. She says it's good to have professional sports because we don't have professional sports in the city of Columbus. Let me let me play you the audio, so you, you think that I'm I'm joking. You think that I'm joking, but I'm not. I'm not joking. Right in their backyard. It's great. We're both from Columbus. It's nice to see Columbus turning into a city more than a college town. That's awesome. We don't have opportunities like this in Columbus a lot. Um, we've got Ohio State, but that's you know we don't have any professional teams here, so it's really cool seeing this in Columbus. What an idiot. What an absolute idiot. Her name is Emily Mash. M-A-I-S-H. Mash. Emily Mash. She's... I immediately flipped my shit when I saw this. When I, when I saw this and I heard her say that there is no professional sports teams... Let me ask you a question, Emily. Where did you watch this football... Where did you watch the football game? Where did you watch the soccer match? Did you watch it at the intramural fields at Ohio State? No. Did you watch it at the shoe where Ohio State plays at, Emily? No. You watched that game at Lower.com Field, the home of the MLS Cup champion professional soccer team, the Columbus Crew. This moron. Let me repeat. ABC6 had the coverage on that, by the way. Are you... Were you born... The crew have been around since 1996. You look like you're in your late 30s, middle 40s, by the way. So they've been around since you've been around. The Columbus Blue Jackets are celebrating their 21st season in the National Hockey League. A professional hockey team that is a quarter of a mile away from that arena where you just watched the men's national team perform at. They're a professional hockey team. They've been around for 21 years. You've been around longer than them. Okay? The Columbus Clippers, who are on the other side of the arena of the arena that you just watched the men's national team perform at. Have been around since the 70s. They're a minor league team full of professional. Baseball players. They've been around long. The organization's been around longer than you have. And they're not professional. The crew have been around since 96. Professional. The Jackets have been around since 2000. Professional. The Clippers have been around since 71. That's professional. Do I need to count all the arena football teams? All the arena soccer teams? 
Uh, hell, the Arnold Festival that takes place every year, that's a sporting event. That's full of professional athletes. And you say Columbus does not have professional sports. Emily Mosh, you are hopeless. You must live either in, in Upper Arlington or one of the suburbs because, honest to God, gives me a headache, gives me a headache! Why? Why? That really got him. I literally saw the video and I just flipped my shit. I was laying in bed and I flipped my shit when I saw that. When I heard her say that. I live in Toledo, Ohio. And I know more about the professional sports teams in Columbus, Ohio than this woman who lives in Columbus. That is embarrassing. She's embarrassing. I live and breathe for this hockey team. I live and breathe with the crew. Clippers, because eh, I'm a Mudhead fan. I root for the Clippers when they're not playing Toledo. Just to have her say there is no professional sports teams in Columbus. And we're, we're going to play the audio again. Play it again. Play it. I'm having my producer to play that audio again. Play it again. Right in their backyard. It's great. We're both from Columbus. It's nice to see Columbus turning into a city more than a college town. That's awesome. We don't have opportunities like this in Columbus a lot. Um, we've got Ohio State, but that's, you know, we don't have any professional teams here, so it's really cool seeing this in Columbus. You know her to be an idiot. Don't owe anybody like that any kind of money. To say that. I wrote, how about hashtag this, hashtag CBJ. How about hashtag Crew96? Or how about hashtag The Clip Show? No professional sports teams until in, in Columbus? Ugh. Where did you watch the game at, Emily? You watched the game at a professional soccer stadium where a professional soccer team plays at, and you say there's no professional sports teams in Columbus. How did you get to downtown? The arena is in down, the field's in downtown. How did you get down there? Uber, Lyft, boyfriend, husband, girlfriends. You had to come into downtown and see the name Columbus over the top of it. That just really irks me. That, that really irks me. To have her say that, oh, oh, kills me. Just honestly kills me. A kid from Toledo, Ohio, knows more about the Columbus sports teams than a woman who lives in that area who's wearing a U.S. national team. Columbus doesn't have professional sports teams. That's what she says. I can't believe it. I can't get it to stress out because it's going to be a good weekend. You have the good slate of NFL meaty football games. You've got a good college slate, even though Ohio State and Michigan are not playing. 
Michigan State playing. Looking forward to that tomorrow. Uh, big game tomorrow night. Jackets versus the Kraken. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, Everett. Hope you feel better soon. Uh, hope to catch you on the flip side soon enough. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll be down at the Huntington Center tomorrow night for the jacket, for the uh, walleye Kalamazoo game. Probably be wearing my uh, blue jacket gear just to support the uh, couple of the players that are didn't make the cut for the monsters are down in, down in uh, Kalamazoo. So hopefully we'll see what happens. So that's going to wrap it up for all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning into the show. As always, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life, keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home and to my teams, go Jackets! Go Walleye and go K-Wings. Because you know, Walleye are the town team, but K-Wings is the AA affiliate of the Jackets. Let's go, Falcons! Get the job done against NIU. Go State. Take care of Indiana. And let's go, Browns. Get it done against Kyler Murray in Arizona. And come on, Lions. Get beat Joe Burrow. And get it done. Victory is sweetest. When you have tasted defeat, have a great weekend, everybody. I will talk to you on Monday for another edition of All Andy Elford. Love you. Talk to you later. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network powered by Anchor. You have been listening to Andy right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Leaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And remember, you can follow Andy on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford. Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. Podcasts are posted every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network.